Welcome to WBBT Radio. We're getting that band back together. Marvin Jones is back and Eric Eager today on Locked On Lions. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day indeed on this, a Wednesday, March 29th and a Thursday, March 30th. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts, especially those of you subscribing and watching for free on YouTube. We are here on this Wednesday to discuss Detroit Lions football and man, oh man, breaking news this hour as we record, the Lions are bringing back Marvin Jones. That's correct. After two years in Jacksonville, seven touchdowns over the last two years, Marvin Jones Jr. is back on a one-year deal, reportedly worth $3 million with upwards of $5 million if he gets some incentives. We'll talk about that. Eric Eager is going to join us from Sumer Sports, formerly of PFF. We love getting Eric's thoughts on the Lions. He loves the Lions. We'll talk to Eric coming up momentarily as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, Check out the Matt Dairy fan page. And also, again, like I said, please subscribe and check us out for free each and every day on the Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. We said it yesterday. Dan Campbell was like, we got to get another receiver. When asked about filling a void for DJ Chark, he did not hesitate. He's like, absolutely, got to get another receiver in here. And the Lions wasted no time signing Marvin Jones Jr., who's a free agent after getting two years and $12 million from the Jaguars, couple of years ago and leaving the Lions Um, and Marvin Jones had a a very good career here in Detroit he was amazing in the community Uh, didn't his wife and him uh, open up a couple of nothing bun cakes places which are good desserts but Marvin's coming back at age 33 on a one-year deal I absolutely love it (laughs) they're bringing the band back together Graham Glasgow Marvin Jones I mean hey let's uh is, is Dirt Jordan available Let's get the Boyd Nickel package humming. Is Benny Blades coming out of retirement? This is unbelievable. But regardless, we may make a joke about it, but Marvin Jones is going to add some value. A veteran receiver that is not going to demand playing every snap. Great in the locker room, can still play. He's missed uh, one game in the last two years. Very durable, makes big catches. Uh, veteran leader. I love this move. Marvin Jones Jr. coming back. Oh, by the way, you see the sign behind me. How about Rod Wood yesterday in, in Arizona at the owners' meetings telling the Detroit media there's a chance the Lions could be moving out of Allen Park one day and building a bigger facility somewhere else. Does that mean the end of 222? It might be. We have to get a new uh may have to get a new bid. How about that? I don't know. I'm all over the place today. Uh, Eric Eager is going to join us from Sumer Sports. Love the pickup of Marvin Jones. we got a wild and wacky mock draft that I'm going to bring up tomorrow um, on the show. Another one um, with a trade in there. But I'm going to wait till tomorrow. But we're going to talk to Eric Eager and get his thoughts on the Lions. I love this Marvin Jones pickup. But we are brought to you today by our friends at FanDuel. NCAA tournament is heating up. We're to the Final Four this Saturday. 
No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. It's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go there now. You can wager on everything, uh, money line, point spreads, three-pointers made, all of that stuff. And it's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go there to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Always love uh, talking to this guy. Eric Eric Eager is with us. Sumer Sports now, of course, formerly of a PFF. And check out Eric's stuff along with Thomas Dimitrov. They do great work, and it's all over Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. What's up, E? How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm having a, a fun offseason. Um, the draft is, is quickly approaching, and I think uh, what's really cool is the Lions are – uh, front and center so i have and the lions team that i uh grew to really like last year is is uh is front and center now you did you were all over this team last august i know you loved them last summer and uh always hashtag and restore it now you know you're looking at over-unders of nine and a half wins for, for this season can you believe this eric they won three games two years ago yeah well and and you know win total last year in the six and a half seven range um you know, they were like four to one to go to the playoffs. And now they're, you know, plus 150-ish, you know, to, to win their own division now. Uh, first time since 92 that they've been favored to win that division, um, which is, you know, ironically, of course, coming off of their their first ever, or the, well, their, their second to last um, division title. And, you know, so um, it's it's looking good. And the division, you know, like we, you think about, you know, Green Bay obviously deciding how to offload Rodgers, the Bears, I think probably a year away realistically in Minnesota. Um, you know, I think their win total eight and a half. I think the market has long since caught up to the fact that, that um, Kevin O'Connell's team is maybe a little bit overrated. So the, the, the lions are kind of in a driver's seat in a, in an NFC where there aren't truly a lot of elite teams. A lot of big moves for Brad Holmes in free agency, bigger than his first two years. And that's not a knock on Brad, but he was more conservative this time around. What, what stood out for you, in free agency it's not done yet but what did you like the first couple of weeks yeah i you know one of the teams that has you know emerged as an elite team in the in the nfl is the Bengals, right and and i think one of the underrated parts of them building was you know you look at their secondary um they got trey waynes uh they got von bell they got mike hilton chidobe awuzie eli apple trey flowers ricardo allen they got a bunch of players into the mix that have all played in the nfl um, not a lot of big names, right? And in fact, a lot, not every one of them worked. Um, but when you have, you know, the when you have the bounty of hitting on some players at premium positions, you know, Detroit has Amon Ross St. Brown, Aiden Hutchinson, to an extent, Jeff Okuda, you're going to have a surplus and you can go out there and fortify some of the weak link systems like secondary. So they go and they get Cam Sutton, they go and get, um, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, and I think like none of those guys are great in and, of, in and of themselves, but the collection of those players is really going to keep this defense from being really poor. Like, it, you know, you turn the math into a, okay, I need some subset of these guys to be good. Not I need every one of these guys to be good, which was what their, uh, you know, really what their gamble was the last few years with this defense. 
analytically, which is what you guys at Sumer Sports kind of really look at, where do you see Chauncey Gardner-Johnson fitting? Obviously, they played a lot of 4-2-5 last year, but how do you like kind of that fit with Aaron Glenn and what the Lions are trying to do defensively? Yeah, I think he's probably going to be the force multiplier safety, you know, nickel role that, you know, you've seen Tyron Matthew play in this league. You've seen, um, you know, uh, a lot of guys who itself isn't all that valuable. Nickel corner in and of itself isn't all that valuable, which is why I think you got a relatively low price on Chauncey. The guy that can kind of play both. So when you're in base defense, he plays, you know, free or strong safety. And in, in the nickel, he plays, you know, kind of down into that slot role. Like, I think that that can be really valuable. And then you you sort of buffer some of the you know issues you have a cornerback, right, where you you can have Mosley Sutton, uh, you know, and Akuda kind of battle for those outside spots. Uh, that's where I see it. Kirby Joseph, of course, out of Illinois, a great rookie year, um, you know, sort of filling out the rest of that group. Eric Eager with us, Sumer Sports. Check him out on Twitter again, at Eric Eager underscore. They bring Anzalone back. They've talked about it, and Dan Campbell did yesterday at the owners' meetings. He's the captain of the defense. Where's the C? There were a lot of inside linebackers available uh, for the Lions to, to to maybe you know pick somebody, and they, they, they kept their own guy. What does that say about the culture and what they're trying to build there? Yeah, I think that they know that you know the, the, the inside linebacker position, the reason that there are so many available is because – they don't make that much of a difference, you know, like, uh, you know, from a, an analytical standpoint, it's, it's kind of, that's, you know, why guys like CJ Mosley were available, you know, that's, you know, when he was and the Ravens let him go, one of the more analytically focused teams. That's why, you know, a guy like, you know, Buffalo lets Tremaine Edmonds go because again, a, a more analytically focused team, a great defense, he's a good part of it. But he's not, you know, going to be the 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 team that you know guy that moves the needle. Um, it's why you know the Bears balked at Roquan Smith at least initially because that price got into the twenty million range, and it's just like it's tough. So I think the Lions know that if they if they can figure out pass rush uh, with Hutchinson, McNeil, and 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 so forth, um, and, and they can figure out coverage with the guys we just discovered, you know the the um, you know the linebacker position is really a position where you can kind of get culture guys. You can get guys who are um, a little bit less of an investment and still make it uh, make it in this league. Talking a lot about the defense, what do, you, what do you see? And obviously we'll get into the draft in a second here, but as you look at where the Lions sit defensively right now with all these additions, especially like you said in the secondary, what's left for them to maybe look at in your mind? Well, I think that they do have to be, you know, when you think about pass rush, I do think that, you know, you do have to look at, at, at you know, fortifying um, some things. Hutchinson had a great rookie year, especially down the stretch. Um, and, and then and then obviously, you know, down the stretch when, when you had, um, you know, James Houston coming in, playing a seven games, being involved in eight sacks, uh, you know, John Kaminsky, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think that when you look at, you know, you have to still have like more more rushers than that, right? They only had one guy with over 50 pressures last year, only two guys with more than 30. You do really have to sort of, I think, get some depth there. Josh Pascal is going to be a guy um, that they hope emerges. Um, but I think in the draft, you you know, draft or, or maybe in free agency where you can get players, you know, later on, guys like who have been available in the past, like Justin Houston and uh, Melvin Ingram and guys like that, like, I think you do want to pick up one more player that you think can put some heat on the quarterback because you've resolved the secondary at this point. 
What about the offense? Uh, you know, it's it's cute for some national people, not you, but others, to say, oh, yeah, the Lions should just go have to get Lamar Jackson. And <laughs> Dan Campbell and company, Brad Holmes, have had to squash that the last couple of days out in Arizona. But how do you view this offense? And why, why is it that everybody seems to just think Lamar Jackson should come to Detroit and that would put them in the Super Bowl? Well, for one, like they're not going to get Lamar before the draft, right? Like there's no way they give up one of their picks. Like if they if they think that Lamar is worth getting, then they think that with him they're a top of the league team, in which case it makes more sense to sign the offer sheet after the draft so that you're, the picks you give up are going to be later in the, in the round than they would be this year. Um, so that's one. But I think everybody looks at Jared Goff, and, they, and they, I think that they're right in that he's limited. I think – they look at the the Ben Johnson situation and think, okay, they were able to give him a raise. They were able to give him, um, you know, a, an opportunity to stay for one more year. But they look at that as, as you know, Dan Campbell is a great coach. You're not going to get a Lovey Smith dirt cutter situation where, you know, uh, in lieu of you know letting the, the the offensive coach go, you you fire the head coach. I just don't think that that's going to happen. So they think that Ben Johnson's probably gone, which is a reasonable assumption. If that's the case, then your ceiling with Goff is a little low, um, and 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 it's and it's you know so I think people want to move on from that. I think they look at the quarterbacks beyond the Youngs and the Strouds, and they think there's a lot of variability here. And so while Anthony Richardson, I think, would be a great Detroit Lion, I think Levis would be less so, but you know, still a decent upside play. Um, I think that they look at Lamar Jackson and say that's the solution to the limitations that they have at QB. So you'd take Richardson at six and stash him for maybe a couple of years? Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to make it to six. And, and I do think that I, there, is some, there is some belief that the Lions are going to move up with, the, with Arizona. Um, there is connection there. Like now, um, the connections are a little weak now that there have been, you know, some recycling. But we know Disner was there uh, prior to joining Detroit. And, and so there, there could be a move up to three. Uh, and, and get Richardson. I think Detroit would be the perfect place for it. Great offensive line um, opportunity for Goff to sort of play the Alex Smith role to what Mahomes was in Kansas City. Like I think that if if you're a guy who's trying to bet on Richardson to succeed, Detroit's a great place. Wow. All right. I want to ask you more about the draft and that. Uh, we'll do that coming up next with Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Our buddy Eric Eager is uh, with us, long time at PFF, now at Sumer Sports. Check out all of his work uh, there. And, uh, I just follow him on Twitter, and he's always posting uh, the videos with him. And, of course, former Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov, uh, the guys were at uh, the draft, or not at the draft, uh, the Combine, you were at the Super Bowl. Um, tell me, you, you mentioned before the break about Anthony Richardson. Let's say the Lions just say, no, golf's our guy, we're not messing with that. Where are you on the whole Jalen Carter situation? And certainly the Lions talk so much about football culture. Is that a, is that a Sheila Ford no-no to take him at six? Or do you go, no, we'll run the card up. We know we can we can stick him right in the middle of that defensive line right now, regardless of what happened. Yeah, I think that you get a little worried with his testing. Uh, you know, you, you had some issues with Georgia players last year, guys like Wyatt, guys like even, even um, Quay Walker, um, who – you know, or even Trayvon Walker, the guy that was the first pick of the draft, you know, questions about whether, you know, it's they're just a product of the defense or whether they're individually good. Um, at six, I think you start getting to the buy point with Carter, even with all of the problems that he has off the field. And he, you know, after what, you know, what happened at the combine where he had to leave and come back. 
Uh, I think that that's one where you think about, you know, their interior defensive line. Ali McNeil played wonderfully in the second half last year, but you really, there were games, you know, the Carolina game, I think about the Seattle game, um, where they just simply couldn't stop the run. I think having an, a, a player there with some girth um, would really help them. Uh, so that that is one where if they're not thinking about quarterback, uh, I do think that you know that's a position where they could go. Um, uh, the other one that I talk about edge players, I know they have some. You know, have they have good depth at edge, but like you could always use a little bit more. As like uh, Tyree Wilson from uh, Texas Tech is a big physical guy that can play kind of inside outside that. Uh, you know, if you pair him with Hutchinson, now you're looking at two top six picks, um, you know, rushing uh, from the edge uh, for the future. I think that they'd like that as well. Do you see any scenario, and, and Campbell talked about this yesterday, someone asked him about losing DJ Chark. They're obviously elevating Jamison Williams. They expect him to be better this year and uh, and certainly now healthy with a full offseason. But could you see a receiver at 18? Could you see the Lions going offense for one of these two first round picks, or do you say, oh, you get your receiver in the second round. They've got two picks there too. Yeah. And wide receivers in the second round, generally speaking, do about as well as wide receivers, you know, past pick 10. Uh, and, and so um, just statistically speaking, there's just a lot of variance there. This is a team where they don't need a wide receiver to step in and be the everything. You, you can be here because they have Williams, and Amon Rossi Brown and Cliff Raymond. Uh, like they, they just need that guy to fit in. I think might make more sense. But, you know, if it's Jackson Smith, the Jigba, or somebody like let's say he falls because uh, perfect, you know, I, I think the guys you can give golf, the better. The the, the interesting question, I think, beyond that is, you know, as a team that drafted Brandon Pettigrew, Eric Ebron, <laughs> and and, and uh, TJ Hawkinson, like with the tight end crop the way it is, do the Lions scratch that itch again? Oh, I think so. Uh, I know there's been a lot of mocks that had Michael Mayer at 18. Uh, and now that you've got basically Brock Wright, James Mitchell, and, and, and the Flying Zilstra brothers at tight end, I, I could see Mayer going 18. No, couldn't you? I, I do, and I, I think the one eighteen is a different a different conversation than where Ebron Pettigrew, or Ebron at least, and Hawkinson went with yep. the top ten guys. Like you know, drafting tight ends early, and and the Lions found this out. Uh, you know, you're oftentimes drafting another team starting tight end because it takes so long for those guys to to uh, acclimate, and especially when you think about you know Dan Campbell's not a guy that is going to prefer a like sort of modern tight end dan campbell is more of like this guy's got to put his hand in the grass and block a little bit in addition to receive like mayor is that kind of player um you know dalton kincaid is maybe a little bit less that way um but you know it's got to be a more complete tight end a more like a i think back like a mercedes lewis or heath miller type um and, and those guys it does take those guys a little bit longer to mature and this is a detroit lions team that's trying to win this year so that, that it makes it a little bit more dubious for tight end, but I, I, I still wouldn't rule it out. Are you a B. John Robinson fan? Is there any scenario where you go, all right, they know they got Montgomery, you got Swift at least for another year, Craig Reynolds is back, but what if Brad Holmes and his scouting staff just says, we love this kid? Yeah, I think that 
I, I would be, it would be hard pressed to see that just because you're not getting the value there, the opportunity cost for a team that still has some needs, right? You still probably want to think about interior offensive line depth. You still want to think about, to your point, linebacker. Like there are other non-premium positions that the Lions need more than running back. And so if you're going to scratch the non-premium position itch, you almost have to get, even safety is another one. I know they got uh, Gardner Johnson and Joseph. Um, but, but that would also be another one where you could possibly think about it before running back. I, I think that they like Montgomery. I think Montgomery behind a good offensive line would be a solid pickup. You know, it, it has been a solid pickup for them. And I think it's going to surprise people. Swift is a guy that has to learn how to run the football better. Um, but he's certainly got the talent. Um, so I, I could see it happening, but I, I don't, I don't see them doing that. Uh, I, I think that they sort of I think that they move on um, with the guys that they have and possibly go after a guy like Jameer Gibbs or, or or Zach Charbonnet or somebody like that later on in the draft. I think that would be more of a, a place where they would have an appetite for a back. Final thing uh, on the division, you kind of touched on it a little bit with some of the betting and, and, and some of the numbers, but you know, as you as you look at it today on March 29th, how do you how do you kind of size it up? <sighs> I, the Detroit's the favorite for a reason. I mean, they're the yeah. best team in the division. And, you know, you talk about last year, they swept the Bears, they swept the Packers, they they should have swept the Vikings. I think that that week three game is one that if 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 you had a bet like I did that they would make the playoffs, you want that one back. Um, yeah. And so I think that they're the class. And I think that the one thing about them that is, is important is that they match up well with the rest of the division, right? Green Bay is a soft team against the run. They're a soft team on both lines of scrimmages. The Lions are not. They're, they're a tough team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. The Vikings, you know, they can't cover anybody uh, in that secondary, and the Lions come at you with three, four, you know, I think after the draft, they'll come at you with three or four guys that can really run down the field um, and, and stretch a defense. Um, and, and then Chicago, like, you know, Chicago it struggles passing and the, and the Lions up until this point have struggled covering the pass. And that's really been, you know, why the Lions were able to take care of the Bears a couple of times last season. So I think they match up well. I, I think if you're Detroit, like, and again, like, well, you know, famous last words, but like you think about the Eagles and, and the Cowboys and the Niners are really like you think the class of the NFC. I think Detroit should slot right in there and hope that they're, I mean, right now you can make a case that they're the fourth best team in the NFC. And you know, with with some of the defections, Kellen Moore from Dallas. Obviously, the Eagles lost a lot of players as well. The the Niners don't even know who their quarterback is. I mean, there's a good chance that the Lions could be competing for the buy in the NFC. <laughs> oh, Eric, music to the fans' ears, man. But uh, you've been on it for a couple of years. Always love uh, our conversations. Thanks for doing it. Hey, thanks for having me, Eric Eager. With us, it's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions. Check out his work at Sumer Sports, S U M E R Sports dot com, and on Twitter. Right here on another edition of Locked On Lions.